I'm Ben Micellis, and this is Political Beatdown. I am joined by my co-host, Michael Cohen, on this truly historic edition of Political Beatdown. Donald Trump is currently facing his arraignment in a Miami federal courthouse as we speak. Before we went live, we can confirm that Donald Trump was arrested and booked and fingerprinted. It is official that Donald Trump has now been arrested more times than he has won an election. That is an official Midas Touch Network <laughs> fact check right there. Some of the images are coming in. This is Donald Trump walking into the arraignment. There is Walt Nauta right behind him uh, in the photograph that we are seeing. His co-defendant, we are learning that leading up to this arraignment, Donald Trump and his co-defendant, Walt Nauta have been spending lots and lots of time together. Donald Trump keeping Walt Nauta very, very close to him. Michael Cohen, you recently gave Walt Nauta advice in an interview that you gave, and we're seeing images right there of Donald Trump leaving uh, Doral, the Doral Resort uh, in Miami. And you told him, you said, if you're Walt Nauta, run. And clearly Donald Trump knows that that would be the smart decision for Walt Nauta, who could be facing the rest of his life in prison. So Trump is holding him very, very, very close. As we have more updates on what is going on in the federal courthouse, we will provide that live commentary. But of course, the man of the hour right now is you, Michael Cohen, because you know more about Donald Trump and about this type of stuff than anybody. So how are you doing right now? You know, it's I've gotten that question probably today from at least a hundred different journalists that called uh, friends and uh, just people asking, you know, how do you feel? Um, to be honest with you, as I said once before, it's very bittersweet. It certainly holds accountability to all. So therefore, they're really the notion that it's that we don't live in a uh, two system country, a judicial country, at least we're working our way back to some form of normalcy. Uh, it's certainly not good for the country when a former president uh, gets hit with 37 counts, again, making Donald the very first president in the history of our country to be indicted under federal charges. I want to just remind our brigaders that the counts that Donald uh, was indicted under in New York, under the district attorney of New York, Alvin Bragg. Those were state charges. So Donald now holds the the book, the Guinness Book, we'll say, uh, of uh, records here for being the only president ever to be indicted, forgetting about on a state charge, forgetting about on a federal charge, but on both state and federal charges from different scenarios. And there's more to come. Remember, Fonnie Willis has not just stepped away because of today's arraignment, today's indictment. Uh, she's just finalizing her indictment uh, there in Fulton County, Georgia, for election interference and um Look, this is just something that is not going to stop. And it's not going to stop because, because Donald and his acolytes are 
just a group of lawless individuals. But, you know, Ben, I got to tell you, one of the things, uh, Lena Haba came out. So you know, let me just go back for a quick second. Yes, I told Walter Nada to run, to run like he's never run before. And being a former military guy, I said, I know you know how to run. Run as fast as you can and get away. I said that last night on my um, MSNBC appearance with Chris Hayes. Uh, tonight, I'm actually at 5 p.m. I'm heading over to CNN, where I'm going to be part of that panel uh, in order to discuss what's going on. But one of the interesting things is Alina Haba came out and she started talking about a whole multitude of things. What I heard thereafter from commentators is that what Trump will do is he will now start to attack the credentials and the credibility of Jack Smith. And I know how Donald is going to do that because I have been living under that rock, that shadow of doubt that Donald Trump has cast regarding credibility. It was, oh, you're a convicted liar. You know, uh, you're a felon. Yes, it's true. I did plead guilty. And to my brigaders, those that know, um, I'm, it's worth repeating, I pled guilty to lying to Congress. But remember what I lied about. The number of times that I spoke to Donald about the failed Trump Tower Moscow real estate project, they wanted me to say three, so I complied, very much like what Walter Nada is currently doing. When the true answer was not three, the true answer was 10. And for that, I was required to plead guilty to a 1,001 violation of lying to Congress, lying to, you know, to a... Um, government agency. That certainly will not interfere with my credibility, but here with Jack Smith, whose reputation is impeccable, the fact that they are playing by the Trump playbook will provide them no benefit at all. In fact, it will hurt them because 68% of all Americans, that's Republicans, Democrats, and independents alike, all believe that Donald Trump should be held accountable for his mishandling of top secret documents. Now, that doesn't talk about the 60% of Republicans that still will vote for him, which I find asinine, but 68% of Americans believe that Donald should be held accountable for the mishandling of these documents. Here's what we know right now. The parties. Uh, are entering into the federal courtroom where the arraignment will take place before the duty uh, magistrate judge. Special counsel Jack Smith, of course, is there. Donald Trump is there. Waltine Nauta, his co-defendant, is there. Um, we are live right now, so those watching on YouTube can see the Miami Federal Courthouse on the screen. As we get more updates, what is going on in the arraignment, we will keep you posted throughout this live coverage. But moments ago, before the parties entered into the courtroom, Alina Haba, who you referenced, gave a very bizarre press conference where she seemed very flustered, confused, very nervous. She got all of her kind of talking points jumbled. She really didn't. She was very tongue-tied, did not know even what to say. I want to show you this clip of what happened when she was uh, giving this press conference just moments ago. Play the clip. Of the long-standing American principles that have set this country apart for so long. In recent years, 
We have seen the rise of politically motivated prosecutors who don't care for impartiality, who don't care for due process or equal protection of laws. They have been quietly but aggressively cultivating a two-tiered system of justice where selective treatment is the norm. From the Russia hoax to the attorney generals to the corrupt DAs in Georgia and New York, and now this. The people in charge of this country do not love America. They hate Donald Trump. What we are witnessing today is the blatant and unapologetic weaponization of the criminal justice system. The Biden appointed special counsel has sought fit to bring 37 federal charges against President Trump, the leading front runner, less than a year and a half before an election. Countless other individuals, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden himself, retained possession of classified documents that have not been prosecuted. And none of them came into possession of those documents while they were president. It oh, is boy. really embarrassing. I get your reaction. I mean that. Yeah, so, so Ben, look, um, first of all, there's so many things that she has said there that are wrong. There is nobody other than Donald Trump who has figured out how to weaponize the United States Department of Justice against his critics. This book, all right, I have had out now long before this investigation even started that I wrote about how Donald Trump went ahead, weaponized the Department of Justice using a willing and complicit attorney general in order to weaponize the Department of Justice. You need a willing and complicit attorney general. Merrick Garland is not that person. So let me start by saying where Alina Haba is making a terrible, terrible mistake. First and foremost, it is not um, Joe Biden who appointed Jack Smith as the special counsel. It is Merrick Garland who did it. And <laughs> Jack Smith is apolitical. All right, just happens to be factual. He is apolitical. So she once again has no idea. First of all, it's not Clinton, it's Hillary Clinton. But putting all that aside, all right, everybody gets a little saliva in the mouth and they screw up here and there. But Haba needs to understand it is not Joe Biden who uh, retained the services of Jack Smith, it was Merrick Garland. And then on top of that, um, she talks about how Don, how this investigation was started in order to stop the Republican frontrunner from running. That's also completely inaccurate. First and foremost, the investigation into this um, mishandling of these top secret documents took place, started, rem remember this, Brigaders, 18 months ago, long before Donald even announced his candidacy, they were asking for the documents back. In fact, the raid took place before um, Trump announced his presidency. He only announced the presidency thereafter because he believes that it's probably the only way for him to get a get out of jail free card without 
thinking that Alvin Bragg at the time was going to be bringing a case against Donald, um, you know, which would also result in incarceration. So it's absolutely inaccurate, everything that she's saying. And when we talk about the weaponization, all right, the two-tier system, all you need to do is to read my book, Revenge, and you will see how far Donald Trump went, um, you know, down the down the line to the absolute lowest lowest individual at the at the Bureau of Prisons Department of Corrections. This guy Adam Pakula and Enid Phoebus, the two lowest, then followed by Patrick McFarland, who's just a residential reentry uh, guy over at uh, Manhattan Correctional. What they did in terms of an unconstitutional remand of a U.S. citizen back to prison because of that person's refusal to waive their First Amendment constitutional right. This is nothing shy of Trump deflection, something that I've been talking about since day one, Ben, since we started political beatdown. This is all about deflection. Donald knows that this is what he would do, and so instead... He now puts it on everyone else, including, including usage of the term weaponization of the Department of Justice by the Biden administration against him. All right. It is exactly what he and his administration did onto me, to others, and certainly would do if they retook power. Let's talk about the scene outside of the Miami federal courthouse where the arraignment is just about uh, to begin and where Donald Trump just moments ago was formally arrested. Um, uh, moments ago as well, the uh, mayor, Republican mayor, uh, Francis Suarez of Miami entered the federal courthouse. And you have the Donald Trump supporters out there who are not Republicans, right? The Republican Party has morphed into this MAGA Republican Party. Here, pull up some photos, uh, Salty, if we can, of just the types of people who are out there supporting Donald Trump right now. You have these two uh, white ladies who are wearing Blacks for Trump 2020 shirts right there with their uh, Trump flag upside down. Pull up the next photo, uh, Salty. You've got... Uh, I guess uh, an individual with a pig's head on a stick wearing an American flag kind of dress outfit. Um, that's the type of people. So when Mayor Suarez entered the courthouse, and mind you, he's, he's a Trump supporter. This so time. Ben, just to let you know, CNN is actually right now reporting that Donald has pled not guilty to the charges, and I do believe that they waived the um, uh, reading of the indictment. And so, you know what's interesting that, too, Ben? You know what's really interesting is my understanding is tonight at the Doral, I believe that he's having a fundraiser, which to me is comical. It's comical in the fact that he's going to fundraise off of an arraignment and indictment and being the very first president charged with uh, a felony. Yep, and we could officially confirm, Michael Cohen, as you just said, that Trump has pled not guilty to the classified document charges. Um, he has waived the reading of the indictment, and all that means is that by law, the magistrate judge would be required 
if the criminal defendant wanted to have the entire indictment read with each and every count read, waiving the indictment just means you go in there, you plead not guilty as to each and every one of those counts, 37 counts against Donald Trump for willful retention, obstruction of justice, uh, conspiracy, the charges under the uh, Espionage Act, making false statements and others. So that just took place. And before the arraignment uh, took place, I want to show you what happened when the Republican mayor of Miami, who's a Trump supporter, entered the courthouse and he was attacked and berated by the Trump supporters who called him a swamp monster. Here, play this clip. We got a swamp monster, folks. We got a big swamp monster. The swamp's getting rounded up, baby. The time's coming, baby. The swamp's getting taken down. And you're getting taken down, brother. And for all of the Republicans who are complicit in aiding and abetting what Donald Trump has done effectively to try to destroy our uh, democracy, that's ultimately what you get. You mentioned the fundraiser at the Doral. We actually have the official invitation right here. We'll I mean, pull it up. On and they, they had time during the period that the guy doesn't even have a lawyer to represent him, a local lawyer. They're busy working up, you know, something that, of course, I'm sure Donald had to look over and approve an event in order to honor him. Could you imagine? Could you imagine that they're, that people are going to pay in order to honor the guy after being the first president in America's history to be federally indicted? I mean, to me, I'm just trying to figure out what's wrong with these people. And I, I want to talk about one other thing as well, since we were showing the photos. You know, it almost makes it look like there's a large crowd out there. From what I understand from friends who are there right now, journalists that are there right now, there's less than a thousand supporters of Trump there. That's certainly not the crowd that he would expect. In fact, the local baseball team or the local football team crushes those numbers in terms of turnout. I mean, it is a piss poor turnout. Now, I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful for the amazing work done by the Miami-Dade Police Department, Secret Service, and all law enforcement that participated in ensuring, you know, the movement of Donald from the Doral or wherever the hell he's going to be coming or going to the courthouse so that he could stand for this arraignment and so on. Good for them. And I hope to God nobody gets hurt, you know, not supporters, not, uh, you know, you know, not protractors, not certainly not law enforcement. Let everything just come and go peacefully, which is what we want. But what we really want is we want to see Donald Trump held accountable. But then you started showing photos of like those two elder women uh, wearing, you know, uh, black for Trump and so on. You know, there's so many of this idiot running around there yelling at people saying my grandfather, you know, uh, fought for this country and died for this country. His grandfather. Right. This guy, I think it looks like he's in his late 60s himself. Um, yeah. Many people have fought and died for this country, right? But the funny thing is, unlike Captain Bonespur, yeah, they fought for this country. They didn't get their daddy to go to a podiatrist to get a defer, you know, a deferment. 
You know, they didn't do that. So if you really want to be angry at somebody, be angry at Captain Bonespur. I mean, these people, and we should really do some sort of a shirt on it. They are nothing but Trump <laughs> trash. That's all that they are. These Trump trash people, they just, they don't have any respect for law. They have no respect for our laws, no respect for the Constitution, yep. no respect for process. They are racist to the core. They all look exactly the same. Like they just came out of some 1970s, you know, um, porn movie of some sort. They all, all the guys sport the porn stashes. They all support like this, you know, these, um, uh, you know, these, just these crazy sort of, looks on on them i mean it's all exactly the same with the mullets i mean they're all wearing sort of the same type of clothes it's truly amazing how he's managed to capture this group of people based on his lies but that's who the modern day republican party is right marjorie taylor green and lauren bobert and jim jordan you know you go on those are all of who their leadership is by the way i was looking at that invite for $100,000, they have a candlelight dinner with Donald Trump. That's one of the things. If you pay $100,000 to celebrate his arraignment today, you get a candlelight dinner with him. I mean, how pathetic uh, can you possibly and be And I right think what there? we need to do is we need to go to our merch store. And I think we have to come back with the Donald Trump um, orange uh, prison jumpsuit. I mean, I think, you know, no, not that. No, that's the shirt. But I know we have the orange jumpsuit uh, with it says Trump on it. Number 45. We need to come back with that for a while because that would be great. In fact, if I if I could find mine, I will actually maybe show up to CNN wearing it tonight. I mean, it is truly incredible. A hundred thousand dollars to dine with Donald after what's going on here after the mishand of classified information i mean it is it's remarkable that's all i can say it's the goal by these folks is truly remarkable i want to play you the moment uh when cnn learned that donald trump had been formally arrested and booked we have that historic moment right here let's play the clip collins in miami thanks so much let's go to the uh other side of the courthouse uh, where we find uh, Paula Reed who has some new information. Paula? That's right. We are learning from inside the court that the booking process is now complete. Now that was going to look more or less like it would for any other defendant. Former president and his attorneys had some paperwork to fill out. It's expected that he would be fingerprinted, but they weren't going to do a mugshot or anything like that. But in a short time, he will go before a magistrate judge and they will read the charges that have been filed against him. He's expected to plead not guilty. And at his defense table will be Todd Blanche and Chris Keis. He's the former Florida Solicitor General. The former president has not been able to put together his permanent legal team after the departures of the past few weeks of all of the defense attorneys who have represented him in this case. But again, this is just the first step in what is expected to be a very long and certainly historic case. Now, some people have asked me, why is it so hard for Trump to find lawyers? Well, there are a lot of reasons for that. Uh, one is there are concerns about him paying his bills. There's also concerns, we're told, about reputational damage. 
alienating other clients. He's also a notoriously difficult person to represent, with a lot of the political folks around him meddling in legal affairs. That's part of why some of his legal team has already left from this case. But I am told down here in Florida, a lot of the best defense attorneys, they have their own practice, and representing Trump is a full-time job. But I am told it is very likely that he will eventually find a lawyer, but it's going to take time. The other big thing I'm watching for in this courtroom is who is going to be at the prosecution table. The special counsel's office would not tell us on the record for security reasons who will be representing the special counsel's office. But if Jack Smith is in the courtroom today, that would be the first time that Trump would come face to face with a man who filed the first ever criminal charges against a former president of the United States. All right, Paul Reed, thank you so much. Anderson? Jake, thanks so much. Uh, John Miller, this seems to be and Michael Cohen, I want to get your reaction to that and specifically Donald Trump struggling to find a lawyer. You heard the various reasons given why he can't find a lawyer now. Probably no one knows the answer to this question. Let's face it, better than you. Let's well, get your is, take. That but is for sure. Look, there's <laughs> let's, let's, not... I want to get, <laughs> get your take, but first, let's just take a quick break. Support for Midas is brought to you by Manscaped, who has the best in men's below-the-waist grooming products. That's right, their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Join over 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code MIDAS at manscaped.com. Look, everyone knows that you have to be careful when dealing with the family jewels. You definitely don't want to use an old crusty electric trimmer. Yikes! That's why I'm so excited to partner with Manscaped. Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0 has arrived and oh man, it's a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker, Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Reserver Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0, this trimmer is the future of grooming and dare I say the greatest below the waist trimmer ever? Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has 4000K LED spotlights you'll need for a more precise shave. And because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. You thought that was good, but want to take your grooming game to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. Their Crop Reserver Deodorant and Crop Reviver Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with code BEAT. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BEAT. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Lock him up. Indictment season is upon us. Celebrate with the new indictment season t-shirt and v-neck exclusively at store.midastouch.com. We are live here on Political Beatdown. Donald Trump currently in the federal courthouse in Miami. Special counsel Jack Smith, from what we heard, is indeed present. 
Um, here are some of the updates that we have from inside the courtroom. Judge Jonathan Goodman, the magistrate judge, referred to Donald Trump as, quote, former President Trump. Trump sat with his arms folded and no expression on his face throughout the proceeding. This coming from Scott McFarlane of CBS, where we last left off, Michael Cohen, I was asking you about Trump's inability to find a local lawyer. He had this Christopher Keiss guy already on a retainer, paid him $3 million from, he didn't pay him, the political action grifting group paid uh, yeah. Christopher Keiss $3 million. But Donald Trump never really liked this Christopher Keiss guy, was trying to find some other lawyer to represent him, struck out. Um, what's your thoughts? Okay, first of all, you have to understand that Donald's history does not lend to law firms, especially not law firms uh, that are referred to as white shoe firms uh, coming to represent him because they have all been screwed by him over, you know, over the course of his, let's just say, you know, four or five decades of business. That makes it difficult in and of itself. Couple that with the fact that Donald is a very difficult client. He's not a client that likes to listen to his lawyers to take their advice, which is why he has the issue with Chris Kais. And there's another lawyer, I forget uh, who is supposedly there with him at the same time. But, you know, the two lawyers that have recently left, I mean, there's this always this ongoing chaos that exists that existed within the world of Trump, that exists right now in the world of former President Trump. And leading that craziness is Boris Epstein, a lawyer by, you know, by education who has never practiced. He has no idea what he's talking about. And he seems to be now Trump's go-to guy in order to find people um, to represent him in order to come up with legal strategy. The guy has no idea what he's doing. We're not talking about a personal injury action. We're not talking like with Alina Haba, who, listen, she is a good spokesperson, but this is an attorney that does business transaction, specifically in the area of parking garages. I mean, this is not the person who's supposed to get up there. Now, she's entitled to say whatever she wants in defense of Donald. Don't get me wrong. Everyone, except for, of course, me when Donald was president, has the right to free speech. I 100% acknowledge that she should say whatever she wants. Of course, it would be nice if what she would say is factually accurate. But Michael Cohen, I just want to briefly interrupt. I just want to briefly interrupt you just to give the breaking news as we learn from what went on in the courthouse that I want to hear your continued thoughts on Alina Haba and Donald Trump's inability to have a lawyer. So um, the federal prosecutors have stated that they did not believe Donald Trump is a flight risk and Donald Trump has been allowed to leave his arraignment without conditions. This is being reported by Reuters and CNN. Uh, Trump had his arms folded and periodically spoke to his attorney, the one who is there, Todd Blanche, the New York Wall Blanche. Street lawyer, while in the courtroom. Um, he pled not guilty as expected. Blanche was the attorney who addressed the judge, but get this, this is big, what the magistrate judge ordered, said that Donald Trump could have no contact with any witnesses in the case, including Walt Nauta, 
who currently works for him. Let me repeat that, that Donald Trump can have no contact with any witnesses in the case, including Walt Nauta, who currently works for him. Mind you, there are a lot of witnesses who he surrounds himself with each and every day who are aware of his theft of these classified records and his obstruction of justice. He can only have contact, though, through counsel. So Donald Trump can't have any direct communications with any witness. Trump's lawyer can communicate with a lawyer of the witness, Walt Nauta, and by the way, any other witness uh, in the matter. And this is significant. Let's remember um, that just last night, what did Trump do? He had dinner with Walt Nauta and all of the attorneys got together in a room. Nauta was present. Trump was present. They went to uh, a dinner at, I think it's BLT uh, in Miami. Um, and so again, that is big. And by the way, people may be saying, why didn't special counsel Jack Smith or anybody request any additional flight restrictions? Why would they say that he's not a flight risk? Well, also knowing that there are these conditions now about not talking to witnesses perhaps just them realizing that Trump is probably going to step into it on his own and then they'll bring it up uh, in, in the future. Cohen, what's your reaction to that breaking news? I, of course- yeah. well, First would... of all, I, I, I'm also very curious, Ben, whether or not, and I believe they probably did, uh, they probably took his passport. They surrendered uh, the passports, which you know uh, is assistive in terms of ensuring that he's not a flight risk. Um, you know, not not that any country that he would be going to, you know, would keep him. Uh, and if, in fact, if they would, I think the United States government should send them a check, a thank you check. But, you know, going just back to, you know, to this, it's it makes perfect sense. It's standard operating procedure. Judge Goodman is doing exactly what uh, he's supposed to be doing right now. And he's just ensuring that you know, Donald, based upon who he is and his capabilities, does not end up corrupting or creating more difficulty for this case uh, as it goes uh, back to uh, Judge uh, Aileen Cannon, uh, you know, after, you know, after today. But just to finish what I was, you know, what I was saying, the, this entire matter and the fact that he could be hosting this function thereafter, it's, um, it's really... It's, inc it's incredible. And it just goes to show you the narcissism and the sociopathy that's associated to this individual. I also just want to uh, tell you, I believe that BLT, the restaurant that they ate at last night, is actually inside the Doral. Um, it's the restaurant inside the Doral. I'm pretty sure that they did not leave the property. Yep. And um, I want to also go back to the fact that we mentioned earlier about the invitation that was immediately sent out to have this celebration with Donald Trump. Um, as many of our viewers are pointing out, this event will actually be taking place at Bedminster, but uh, in New Jersey. But based on what we've just learned with some of the restrictions that are placed, um, the fact that you Trump know, can have no I'm contact. Sorry, the, actually, the question that you left off on was about the fact that they can't get lawyers or competent lawyers. You know, anybody. Can
can get a lawyer. Uh, it's getting a competent lawyer. You're talking about you know, being charged with espionage. And I want our brigaders to remember that we're not talking espionage like in the Julius and Ethel Rosenberg espionage case. You know, this is mishandling of documents. This is being in possession and refusing to return documents that deal with national security. And we already know, uh, based upon reports, that there were these documents. We also know, and I've been saying this since day number one, since the day of the raid, the FBI needs to go and investigate every single location that dear old Donald was at since the day that he left the White House because knowing what Donald does, he will leave documents all over the place, whether they're photocopies or whether they're just boxes. He will put them in multiple different places as he did even at Mar-a-Lardo. You know, there's no reason for him to have had it. The question becomes... And it really needs to be considered the unholy relationship that exists between Kushner and Mohammed bin Salman, the king of uh, the deputy crown of um, Saudi Arabia. I mean, it needs to be really looked at why they gave him the two plus billion dollars to run. Uh, you know, what's going on here? There's going to be so much information that's going to come as a result of this. And I promise you this, Brigaders, Donald has no interest whatsoever in being incarcerated, whether it's going to be in a facility or even in a significant home confinement setting. He will turn on anyone and everyone that he can in order to save his own fat ass. And rest assured, that includes Jared. Jared more than anyone, because it is eating him up alive that Jared is now swimming in money. They're building a $60 million home. In fact, Jared is now substantially wealthier than Donald and all of that acquired, at least in Donald's mind, as a result of working for him as a senior advisor to the president. So he is furious that Jared is so financially comfortable right now on his own outside of the Kushner company, outside of Jared's family business. So this is driving him up a wall. And I promise you, he will turn on Jared. He will turn on Ivanka, on Don, on, you know, on Kimberly Gargoyle, on Eric, on Lara. He will turn on anyone in order to protect himself. And rest assured, we're going to see a lot more information coming out of this indictment, coming out of this, um, you know, investigation, a whole lot more. Let's talk about everything we know that's happened today at this arraignment in the federal courthouse in Miami, the Southern District of Florida. Magistrate Judge Jonathan Goodman was presiding over it. That's the job of a magistrate judge to preside over an arraignment. But this was just him serving as the duty magistrate. So it's a temporary uh, assignment for him. It's likely going to go to Judge Reinhardt or another magistrate judge. Judge Jonathan Goodman referred to Trump as former President Trump. Trump sat there with his arms folded and no expression on his face the entire time. Donald Trump waived the reading of the indictment, and then his he entered a plea of not guilty. Federal prosecutors said they do not believe Donald Trump to be a flight risk, and the former president has been allowed to leave the arraignment without conditions, according to several sources. 
Trump had his arms folded the whole time and periodically spoke to his attorney, Todd Blanche, while in the courtroom. He pled not guilty, as mentioned. Blanche was the attorney who addressed the judge. The judge said that former President Trump could have no contact with any witnesses in the case, including his co-defendant, Walt Nauta, who currently works for him. The witnesses can have contact via their attorneys, uh, however. Um, Donald Trump did not need to surrender his passport. There are no limits on international travel. There are no limits on firearms. But the one restriction um, that we're aware of right now is that the judge said Trump can have no contact with witnesses, which includes his aide, Walt Nauta. And by the way, at this event that's supposed to take place later at Bedminster in New Jersey, you would expect there to be a lot of witnesses there. At Mar-a-Lago, you would expect there to be lots of witnesses. We have reported about dozens and dozens of people, including Secret Service, including all of his staff at Mar-a-Lago, who have gone before the grand jury as special counsel Jack Smith presented evidence. So Donald Trump can have no direct contact with any of those individuals. And that likely also includes Evan Corcoran, his once lawyer who is a witness. It probably includes Christina Bob. I wonder, and I'm thinking out loud here though, if it also includes Alina Haba, because Alina Haba is a witness as well. She went before uh, the grand jury. She was in Trump's office. So I think we're going to have to flesh out the extent of that hey, no contact order. What, what do like, we know about uh, fingerprinting? I understand that he was fingerprinted. Do we know whether or not a mugshot was taken? They allowed, from all the reporting we've heard about, they allowed another photo to be used in lieu of a mugshot. But... That's what they used as the official mugshot photo. <laughs> you think it was one of the? You think it was one of the photos from his uh, NFTs where he's like Captain America or he's like a superhero or a cowboy? Wouldn't that be a great mugshot? <laughs> that, that that certainly certainly would be. But we can pull how about, up. How about the- a mugshot? Could you imagine what that diaper must be filled with right now? Let me tell you. You know, when you have your arms crossed. Just so you know, I mean, anybody will tell you in psychology, when you see somebody sitting like this, it's twofold. One, it's defiance. And two, it's almost trying to project superiority. Uh, like if you are a judge uh, sitting and presiding over someone. But what he didn't, what he had to realize is that his chair is obviously below that of the, um, you know, of the judge who is elevated and, you know, um, quite some distance away. It's, it would be, it's too bad that they didn't have uh, this televised. It should have been televised. It's of national import. And you know what? Um, It would be important for Americans to see uh, on both sides. That way the uh, Trump tards uh, or the Trump trash uh, that they would see that nobody mistreated their Fuhrer, whereas those that uh, do not support Donald Trump would feel that justice and accountability is being served. Because our Department of Justice, thanks to Donald, thanks to Bill Barr, thanks to individuals like Jared and Ivanka and Mark Meadows and the Jim Jordans and the Josh Hawleys and the Marjorie Toilet Greens and the Lauren Boberts and the whole group of them, the Ted Cruz's, all of them, 
have been complicit in destroying our faith in the Department of Justice. Rest assured, I am one of them because I know what it feels like to have the Department of Justice at the hands of the former president coming down on you and slamming, you know, slamming you into the wall with nonsense and bullshit. That's again why I keep talking about how Donald is deflecting right now. Oh, it's the weaponized Biden Department of Justice coming against me. Who do you think wrote Alina Habba's statement? Oh, I mean, she may have written it. He certainly looked it over. He certainly made, you know, his edits to it in order to continue with the, you know, um, with the message that he wants to portray. And that is that he is always the victim. Remember that, folks. He is always the victim in every single situation. You know, the thing that I want people to also remember is that there has not been a single moment in time Forget about the fact that I know going back to 2007, I'm talking about from the time that he decided to run for the presidency in 2015 to today, all right? And we're talking about eight years now that Donald Trump has apologized for any action that he has made since day number one, whether it was the disrespecting of Mexicans, whether it was uh, the the... Uh, proclaiming that there are good people on both sides when you're talking about white supremacists walking down Charlottesville, screaming Jews will not replace us, all the way through to his attacks on women, attacks on migrants, attacks on uh, Islam, attacks on you know Muslims, attacks on uh, even certain evangelicals, his attacks on uh, the individuals that are holding the January 6th insurrectionists accountable to the Hillary Clintons, to the Joe Bidens, to the Michael Cohens. He doesn't know what it means to apologize, and he will never apologize, regardless of what this judge or any judge holds against him. And uh, just back by popular demand, my younger brother, Jordy, saying, Ben, you know, Jordy's our marketer. <laughs> back by popular demand, we have re-upped our Convict 45 pins only at store.midastouch.com. These are selling fast. Grab yours while they last. Again, the Convict 45 or Convict 45 pins only at store.midastouch.com. These are selling fast. Grab yours while they last. Um, they're really cool pins, and Jordy's now no longer upset at me uh, for saying that. I want to do a fact check right now that Donald Trump has now been arrested more times than he has won an election. That fact check is true, and make sure y'all use and spread that meme. Um, let's take a look at all of the unindicted presidents. I think we have a photograph there, every single one other than uh, Donald Trump, uh, photograph there of all the unindicted presidents. While we didn't have any video or photos inside the courthouse, the federal court proceedings don't allow that. It's so anachronistic and backwards. That's a rule across the federal courts. It's so bizarre. When you see the cameras and photographs, that's usually in state court proceedings. The media actually petitioned to be in 
uh, in the courtroom for these proceedings, and that was denied uh, very late last night. But we do have these photographs of Donald Trump uh, entering the courthouse. We could see this photograph of him right there, head down. That's Walt Nauta right behind him, who the magistrate judge has ordered that Donald Trump can have no more direct communications and no more direct contact with. I think we also have this video as well of uh, Donald Trump leaving uh, Doral, uh, the Doral Resort in Miami, headed to federal court. Um, and I think we also have a footage of special counsel Jack Smith. Um, this is Donald Trump leaving Miami Doral. And then we have photos of Jack Smith, who was present at the hearing today. Jack Smith uh, at the airport. There's Jack Smith right there um, arriving at uh, Miami airport. Um, and you can see him uh, headed uh, out of the airport and uh, he was at the proceedings uh, today. We have a lot more to discuss. Uh, we're going to go over again everything that went down today. I want to get your reaction to this all, Michael Cohen. I mean, to hear this from you right now before you give it to anyone else in the media. I know you're going to be speaking to CNN a little bit later and, and maybe doing some other interviews, but you're telling the brigaders first right here. So I want to get your thoughts of everything we've seen so far today. But let's take our last quick ad break and just pay some bills. Play and now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Fume. Cold turkey, it may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your wacky neighbor or some sketchy message board. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume, and they look at the problem in a different way. Now, not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses all natural delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. The first time I used fume, I was shocked at how flavorful and fresh it tasted. Now, it's easy to hold and perfectly balanced and quite honestly, extremely fun to fidget with. The real wood material and sleek design definitely classes it up and I feel pretty darn cool holding it. Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories, and there's no reason that can't be you. Head to tryfume.com and use code BEAT to save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's tryfum.com and use code BEAT to save an additional 10% off your order today. Lock him up. Indictment season is upon us. Celebrate with the new indictment season t-shirt and v-neck exclusively at store.midastouch.com. We are back live here on Political Beatdown for a very special edition where we are covering 
the arraignment of Donald Trump in the Miami federal courthouse. Thank you, everybody. My younger brother, Jordy, is no longer mad at me. There's lots of people at store.midastouch.com getting the convict or convict 45 pins. They're close to selling out. So check it out, store.midastouch.com. Something a bit unusual happened, though, during that break, Michael Cohen, which is Donald Trump's former lawyer, Tim Parlatori, went on MSNBC and started giving an interview and seemed to be talking about things that were going down in the grand jury. Um, I, I want to show this clip and just get your reaction to it here. If we have it, Salty, play the clip. And I make sure that people understood what you were saying, because my understanding of the grand jury rules is that unless you as the were a witness, you wouldn't be in the grand jury. I, I thought that was against the law, actually, that you could be outside the grand jury room. So were you recounting what you experienced as a witness or is it in some other context? No, it's been well reported that the original subpoena that was to the office of Donald J. Trump, uh, they wanted a custodian of records to appear. None was available because the organization didn't have a custodian of records. And we made the tactical decision that I would go into the grand jury because they specifically wanted to talk about the searches, the subsequent searches that my team undertook at the other Trump properties. Uh, and so I went into the grand jury so that I could speak to them directly about that. Uh, so that's that's what happened. And it was something the prosecutors did not want me to come into the grand jury. They fought it. And ultimately, you know, they they had to uh, bring me in. And during that period that I was in the grand jury, they did you know, commit these multiple errors. Uh, so we have a plea. And then afterwards told, actually uh, gave me a transcript of it. If I can interrupt you for it, just so. a second, we have a plea. You warned him, Cohen. You warned him. How glad are you I, right now to so not be Tim Parlatory or any I of these so lawyers? I wanted to say the same thing. It's as I said to Walt Nada, um, run. I said the same thing to Parlatory, run. You made the mistake. You got in bed with the devil. Now it's time to run before your ass ends up in trouble. You know, so far we've seen Donald Trump, Teflon Don, escape accountability, but that's not happening anymore. Accountability is coming as it relates to the New York Attorney General case. Accountability is coming, right, uh, in the District Attorney of New York's case. Accountability is certainly coming regarding this new federal indictment, uh, Jack Smith, uh, for the mishandling of the classified information. There's going to be more, uh, whether it's January 6th, whether it's going to be Fannie Willis, the Fulton County DA case, it's coming. Accountability is here. We just showed it that he is the only president in U.S. history, not once but twice, a federal as well as a state indictment. This is no joke. I have told Parliament, I have told everybody, you need to run because Donald doesn't care who he throws under the bus, and he will use every every trick in the book in order to exculpate himself from the responsibility, from the liability that comes with the action, and he will place it on somebody else. And he doesn't give a rat's ass <laughs> what happens to you. I you mean, know, I see you, Cohen. The the contrast could not be more stark, right? I see Cohen in the V-neck, in good shape, looking good, joking around with me, but also we're focused on very serious subject matter. But I see someone who the truth sets you free. 
I, I, I see you well, holding power, you know, holding these powerful evil forces accountable. And then I see someone like Parlatori there with the lights because on. Because he sweating. has not suffered the consequences yet. I did. I was taken away from my family for 13 months. I spent 51 days in solitary confinement. And I'm not talking about the solitary confinement that you see on movies or television where you're out in the yard for now. I'm talking about no time out. I'm doing 51 days inside a cell 24-7. All right. It, it's miserable as an existence. I have, you know, I can't even begin to talk about the financial, um, you know, damage that this has caused to me and to my family, right? However, I have made a commitment that I will continue to speak truth to power because it, it's so much bigger than just me. It's something I talk about even in my book, Revenge. And I ask everybody to please buy Revenge, read the book or listen to it on uh, audio, which you can. It's available on Audible. It is so important because it lays out the most corrupt prosecution against a United States citizen in the history of our country. It is exactly what you see going on right now in Russia. It's what you see going on in Saudi Arabia. It's what you see going on in, you know, um, North Korea. It's what you see going on in these, you know, in these dictatorial countries where, you know, the way to shut somebody up is you just basically lock them up. And then it talks about, it's like when I watch Bill Barr on television talking about how he told Donald Trump this, that this is, this Donald is now toast. Fuck you, Bill. You know what? Since it's a political beatdown day, someone's got to get the two middle fingers. It's not Donald today or his dirty diaper. It's you, Bill Barr. Fuck you. You have every reason in the world to right now. You want to be invited back to polite society? You show that face of yours and you come clean on everything that you did at the direction of the benefit of and in concert with Donald Trump. You take your lumps like I have taken mine. All right. And that way you would then have the right to step up and to speak truth to power, to make sure that somebody like Donald Trump never gets anywhere near the White House, let alone the Oval Office ever again, because our democracy is too important. It's not just important for us as Americans. It's important for the entire world, because when you have a weak America, you have a weak world. And that's exactly what we're experiencing right now, despite the fact that Biden is trying to do everything in his capabilities. Um, you know, coming off of what Donald Trump had done, the fighting with our um, allies for the benefit of our adversaries. This is the problem, and this is what needs to be corrected. And it's more than just one person, meaning myself, can handle. It needs a lot of people. It needs the brigade. It needs you, Ben. It needs the entire Midas Touch family. It needs all the mea culpa supporters. It needs everybody. And we all need to join together to ensure that this bullshit that we see on the right side of our screen, the live views of these tr this Trump trash walking around with Trump 2024 flags. You know, we're not talking about a man who should ever hold public office. We gave him a shot. He was given a shot to show himself. Sadly, he showed his true colors. He became the worst version of himself imaginable. And we thought that that couldn't get any worse. Well, look, there's another guy with the mullet.
You know, I mean, this is the Trump trash that's sitting there, you know, talking their nonsense, their smack, ignoring things like yep. Roe versus Wade, ignoring things like the LGBTQ plus community, ignoring transgender, wanting to ban books, Southern white Christian coalition rights, you know, um, white privilege, all of this bullshit. You know, you see this guy right there in, in the in the written uh, shirt. He was attacked this morning by actually by a guy who was yelling at him, claiming that his grandfather, that's what I was telling you about. He was attacked. The police came and they broke the whole thing up. And he said, I have my First Amendment right the same way that they do. But they said, no, you don't. No, you don't. And they started screaming, my grandfather died for this country. So he turned around. And he goes, I was in the military. I mean, <laughs> guys, uh, with the writings on the shirt, Trump sucks. He was in the military, according to him. So, you know, the guys are sitting there. It doesn't make a difference. Well, my grandpa died for this. They are so myopic in their thought process. They are so entrenched into this cult of Donald Trump. They have drunk in that Kool-Aid that is making them stupider than shit. And it's so sad. It's sad for our country. It's sad for the world. And you know what? Whatever we could continue to do, it's why I fight. It's why I keep asking, please don't forget about the GoFundMe. Uh, interestingly enough, tomorrow there's a hearing on uh, in regard to that case. Uh, I apologize. Nope. That's next Wednesday. Tomorrow I have the case of me versus Trump for legal fees on monies that's still owed to lawyers and others. Um, you know, that case goes on for pre-trial conference tomorrow. That case goes to trial July 24th. So stay tuned on that one for updates, which I will provide to you. But it is goes back to the whole thing when I said Trump doesn't pay his bills. I know that. You know that. The brigaders know that. In fact, even the Trump trash knows that. And despite the fact that they keep giving him piles and piles of money that he's permitted to use at his own discretion, 90% of he's not even using them to pay legal fees for lawyers that are competent in a convict and a felony that could end up, you know, costing him the balance of his life in some form of incarceration. That makes him a fucking moron. I want to show the clip uh, as we watch it appears from uh, the screen that uh, at this point, Trump will be exiting the courthouse, so we'll be uh, following that right now. Um, a lot, a lot going on that we are uh, reporting, of course, here. A lot of new and, and breaking news. Uh, Donald Trump waived the reading uh, of his indictment, um, pled not guilty. Um, one of the restrictions is he's not allowed to have any further direct communication with any of the witnesses who are uh, involved in the case, including his co-defendant, uh, Walt Nauta. However, his passport wasn't taken. There is no other travel restrictions that have been placed on him. The one restriction being no communications with uh, other witnesses like Walt Nauta. I want to show, Cohen, what you said on MSNBC very recently. This was your message to Walt Nauta, where you said to him, you better run. Here, play this clip. Well, that brings us to my, the final thing I want to ask you about is, is Walt Nada, who is his, who is indicted along with him and who is alleged to have participated in conspiracy by being the person who moved the boxes at Donald Trump's direction and lied about it to federal agents. And that lie is recorded in the indictment. I find myself having some sympathy for the man, but I'm curious as someone who also has been in 
a somewhat similar position, how you feel about it, reading the facts about Mr. Nava. Okay, so Walt will get thrown under the bus. There is no doubt about this one. And if there's anything that I can do, I would look straight into the camera and say, Walt, I know you're watching. Run. Run as fast as you can, my friend, right? And as a former military guy, I know you know how to run quickly. Run as quickly as you can, because Donald Trump will throw you under the bus faster than you could possibly imagine. And he won't throw you under the bus simply just to save himself. He'll just throw you under the bus simply because he can and because he thinks it will provide him with some form of a benefit. And then, of course, uh, we saw... Donald Trump enter the courthouse with Walt Nauta. There we see uh, the cars exiting the federal courthouse. We believe that to be uh, Donald Trump leaving the courthouse where he just pled not guilty. He was uh, just recently arrested. He didn't have to have a mugshot taken. Uh, instead, another photograph was used in its place. He was uh, fingerprinted when he was placed under arrest. He's now been arrested more times than he won uh, you know, office, Cohen. Ben, um, I'll tell you the thing that infuriates me to no end. It's the equivalency argument that Trump trash, that Trump who is trash, and all of those around him, these acolytes, continue to spew and regurgitate this this message of ignorance and stupidity. Well, what about Joe Biden? He had, you know, um, top secret documents, uh, according to Trump, 1180 um, boxes. And then he had some that were by his Corvette. He had some at a library. They talk about Hillary Clinton and her emails. These are not equivalents. I mean, they completely fail to understand exactly what the charges are. It almost... It's almost comical that most of them either refuse to read the in, they refuse to read the indictment, the charging document that was incredibly prepared by Jack Smith. I mean, it lays it out that you don't have to be an attorney to understand it. Any layperson who reads it will fully understand that there is no equivalency to what they are trying to claim, and that is that. What Donald did was done by Biden, it was done by Obama, it was done by Clinton, it was done by, by Bill Clinton, it was done by every president since the day of George Washington, according to Donald J. Trump. And that goes to show you the fact that he's not just a liar, but he's willfully ignorant, because that is absolutely untrue. What, what they are saying is they had made requests. You want to real, you know, none of this today was really necessary. None of it. In fact, this would not be taking place but for Donald's refusal to return, his obstinance, and the fact that his defiance ended up causing today. He has only one person to blame for today, and he has to look in the mirror at himself and say, Donald, you are a fucking fool. All he needed to do was to turn over the information that they knew that he had, that they have been requesting now for 18 months. They gave this ass clown every fucking opportunity to return it and not have consequences. He would have escaped 
these consequences. In fact, we also don't know whether or not the, this information has been photocopied, whether or not it's been um, it, it's been uh, digitized. We don't know any of this. You know, he could have turned this all over, still retaining the documents on some thumb drive or um, a computer that only he had uh, access to. There's many things that this sneak could have done, but instead, no. Baby Donald, this defiant douchebag, decided that he was going to turn around, thumb his, you know, thumb in the eyes of the, you know, of the government and refuse to return what they ultimately knew that he had. And there's still, as I say, there's still insiders that are turning on Donald every day. And I still believe it's Javanka, you know, Jared and Ivanka. There's no doubt, uh, considering they seem to have escaped so much of this and they are knee deep into it. But putting all that aside, he could have avoided today simply by returning information that did not belong to him, plain and simple. The fact that he didn't, he deserves exactly what he's getting right now. When you actually look through the indictment as well and you see the uh, photographs, and just so everyone knows what we're watching on screen, this seems to be a lot of these uh, Trump supporters who are trying to greet or see their cult leader uh, leaving. Um, we'll be following what's going on there. When you actually go through the indictment and um, you look at these photographs and you see where these boxes um, were being kept, right? They're being kept in a room with a scanner and a copy machine. Is that um, really what it is? You know, I tried to blow it up on my computer and it's very difficult, you know, to tell, you know, whether it is a copier or not. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I truly don't know. You know, uh, I've, I've literally, I tried to blow it up uh, and I, I blew it up so big that uh, it pixelated itself out. I couldn't even tell what it, what it is, but rest assured, you know, they will ultimately reveal what that thing is. We will ultimately find it out. You know, it's just the problem again you know, goes on, not just the fact that I have all these lawsuits that I'm trying to deal with. I am at the same point in time. I remain adamant that I am trying to get any of the 480,000 documents that were part of my FOIA request that has now been two years in the trying to get the court turnarounds at every 23rd of the month. I'm supposed to, well, what it says exactly is that Government is supposed to um, process at minimum 500 documents per month. We are now on going on month 10. The, the uh, end of this month on the 25th, it'll be 10 months. I should have received at least some documents up to what really should be 5,000 pages. I have received nothing because every single or any one of those documents will end up showing the um, complicity of a group of individuals in multiple different areas working at the direction of, in coordination with them for the benefit of Donald J. Trump to do what? To weaponize, to end up throwing me back into prison in order to protect his own ass. All right. That's the problem here. I still can't get that. We have the lawsuit pending on that as well. It's still going on, not a document. And this, my friends, is why nobody's trusting our government right now. All right. 
They are slow. They are ineffective. And while I applaud everything that's going on, you know, and the expeditiousness in this specific case, it would have been nice to have seen long ago uh, the January 6th insurrection. All, all these individuals, Donald, you know, Eric, Lara, uh, Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley, Marjorie Taylor Greene, all of them, they all should have been held accountable for their participation in it. And as each day goes on further and further, it's going to be more and more difficult because it will end up impeding right into the dead center of the campaign uh, for the presidency if Donald ends up staying in. You know, a very, very small crowd, right, outside of the yeah. courtroom. And you mentioned, I mean, I you're probably talking in, in the low hundreds. Nah, if I just had a probably, thousand people. Yeah, you know, probably even and maybe 500 because there's maybe 500 people plus uh, a bunch of media, so and if it looks you and a little I bigger called, than it is. If you and I called a little rally downtown in Manhattan in front of City Hall or doing a walk in in the park together, we would get the same number of people. I mean, this and, is and, I mean, this is minuscule compared to the local high school football team. Oh, absolutely. And let me tell you some of what we're learning about what went down in the arraignment in the federal courthouse. So Jack Smith was there. Um, special counsel Jack Smith was, uh, was reported as watching intently from the courtroom, according to court observers. Um, they don't believe that Jack Smith and Donald Trump ever made eye contact. Donald Trump waived the reading of the indictment and just pled not guilty after he was arrested and fingerprinted. He pled not guilty to retention of national defense information and obstruction. Um, it's being reported by court observers, Hugo Lowell being one of them. He's done some incredible reporting. And I know he's been on the Mea Culpa podcast before as well. So shout out to Hugo, who's been first rate. He said Trump looked frustrated throughout his arraignment. He folded his arms and refolded his arms throughout with a constant frown on his face. Todd Blanche, his lead counsel who appeared with Chris Keiss, objected to the bond condition. Um, Donald Trump did not need to surrender his passport. There is no limit on international travel. There is no limit on firearms. Um, but the federal judge said that Donald Trump can have no contact with witnesses. Uh, and the witnesses include his co-defendant, Walt Nauta. But we know about the dozens of other people who have went before the grand jury and people very close to Donald Trump. I mean, we saw before Christina Bob, for example, one of Donald Trump's lawyers was talking outside of the courthouse. I mean, she is a witness, of course. She's the custodian of records who signed the false attestation under penalty of perjury, stating that all of the documents were returned uh, when the Department of Justice arrived at Mar-a-Lago to respond to uh, the subpoena. That was a false attestation. So she's a witness, right? Donald Trump's other lawyer, Evan Corcoran, is a witness. Alina Haba presumably would be a witness. A lot of the staff at Mar-a-Lago um, are witnesses. Um, so... Lots and lots of people in Donald Trump's orbit are witnesses, so it'll be interesting to see how that condition is applied, and it'll certainly have ramifications on this ridiculous event that Donald Trump wanted to hold, this celebration that he was trying to hold, ridiculous that he prepared this event at Bedminster in, uh, in New Jersey. I wanted to point this out, Cohen, to you as well, because I'm not sure if you saw this clip. Um, I don't think Special Counsel Jack Smith put everything 
in the indictment. I think he put things that um, were sufficient to kind of absolutely prove the case, but then set some traps as well and kind of let uh, some surprises likely are going to happen over the next kind of coming weeks and months. And obviously as uh, it gets prepared, uh, as the case gets prepared for trial. But did you see this clip though? It's from about a year ago with Kid Rock, who is giving an interview. I think it's with Hannity. And Kid Rock talks about how Donald Trump was showing him, I think it's with Tucker, Sorry, yep. not Hannity. Showing him um, secret information. Showing him secret information as well. Here, I, I, I want to play this clip and then I want to comment on it. Play this clip. Right. Yeah, <laughs> tweet that out. <laughs> I was like, I can't add anything better than that. But then it comes out and it's very, it's reworded and more political and like, you know, a little politically correct. And I'm like, just being pretty, you know, we're looking at maps. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, am I supposed to be like in on <laughs> <laughs> I make dirty records sometimes. I'm like, what the <laughs> I do it here. You didn't think you'd have a hand. What in do you that? think we should do about North Korea? I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't think I'm qualified to answer this. <laughs> There's really nothing funny I mean, about if that. If you're not, if you are not offended, offended at Tucker Carlson laughing because Trump showed Kid Rock. Top secret information? Why? Because Kid Rock was a celebrity on The Apprentice? I mean, at some point in time, what the fuck? I mean, is there anything else that somebody needs to say other than that? What the fuck? I mean, Kid Rock is now a witness. And I do hope that Jack Smith sees this and turns around and wants to know exactly what he saw. I mean, look, there are file folders that were marked secret, top secret, classified, that are missing documents altogether. So those documents need to be identified, what they were, where they are, right? And what is the implication to our national security? I mean, there really comes a point where enough becomes enough. That is not funny that this narcissistic sociopath, former president, Mandarin Mussolini of ours, decides that he's going to show this to, he's bragging to Kid Rock? Really? I mean, what is this moron thinking? And yet, I go right back to the whole, the whole issue about voting, voting blue. We have to ensure that it's not just that Donald Trump never comes close to Washington or the White House or the Oval Office ever again. There are other individuals, members of Congress, who should no longer be members of Congress. They are not interested in doing things that benefit the American people, the United States of America, they don't stand for the Constitution. They are absolutely, I'm not interested in their thoughts and prayers or their hand emojis, you know, after a massive incident takes place. Every time Donald Trump shows classified information to one of our adversaries, he is putting American lives at risk. And I went through 9-11. All right. I want to be very clear. I know, unfortunately, too many people who perished. We don't ever want anything like that on our soil ever again. We don't want any Americans' lives lost, right, uh, except for old age. 
I mean, this is nonsense that he is taking classified information and showing it around like it's, you know, um, uh, a Babe Ruth card, right, or a baseball. I mean, this is just absolutely abhorrent behavior by this moron. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Just a absolute moron who doesn't care about anyone or anything other than himself. And whatever the reason that he had to show it to Kid Rock only he could tell you, and it wouldn't make sense even if he did tell you. And if he did tell you whatever he told you, I promise you, it's not the truth. It would be another blatant fucking lie being spewed by the former president. I want to round out our coverage today by just giving some final observations and, uh, and updates here. So Trump's co-defendant and valet, Walt Nauta, was not arraigned today because he did not have a local counsel admitted in the Southern District of Florida. So Walt Nauta will be arraigned on June 27th at 9.45 a.m., though he doesn't have to appear himself so long as uh, he has retained a counsel and his lawyer will have to show up. Donald Trump was, of course, arraigned, arrested, fingerprinted. Donald Trump pled not guilty. It's believed that Donald Trump is taking a quick stop at a bakery um, after getting arrested. Some of the news that we're getting in as well from court observers is that Jack Smith looked at Donald Trump throughout much of the arraignment and Jack Smith stared at Donald Trump, looked at him, tried to make eye contact with him. But Trump did not once look at special counsel Jack Smith turned his head, looked the other way, put his head down, kind of slumped and slouched when confronted with accountability. And we've always said this before, Donald Trump is truly a coward at the end of the day. And all he knows is force, all he knows is power. And when you finally bring accountability to him, he folds all the time like the coward that he is. Yet you have people like Marco Rubio and other MAGA Republican senators who, let's just face it, let's just call it what it is. They hate America They're and they hate our cowards. democracy, period, full stop. And this is what Marco Rubio said. The next Republican president will be under tremendous pressure to bring charges and indict Joe Biden, his family, and his crackhead son, whoever. That is wow. what Marco Rubio. What a freaking shame on, Marco, shame on Marco Rubio. Shame what on a, him. What a traitor that he is. Donald Trump has left court. He's expected to travel to Bedminster uh, later in the day. Um, and uh, as Trump's motorcade departed the courthouse, security staff were seen tackling a man in the street who appeared to be a protester. One of the things that Jen Psaki, former White House press secretary, now MSNBC host, mentioned is that when she interviewed, I think it was Roberta Kaplan, about the Donald Trump case, one of the anecdotes, one of the things that uh, she mentioned was that Donald Trump refused to look her in the eyes as well. And that over and over again, that's Donald Trump. He's afraid to confront somebody who's actually holding him uh, accountable. Um, and so there you have it, folks. Uh, Michael Cohen, I'll give you the final word. And I'll just remind everybody to go to store.midasdutch.com so Jordy doesn't get mad at me. We're about to now run out. I think we have a few of these convict or convict 45 pins left and just a few of these no one is above the law shirts. So mm -hmm. please go to store.midasdutch.com. 
My younger brother, Jordy, will be very, very happy with me if you do. Also, of course, the official Mea Culpa podcast gear, the Marilardo Correctional Facility shirt. That's at store.midastouch.com. Make sure you get that gear uh, right now. Um, and here's here's the other reporting that we're getting too. From all the reporters who were in the court, special counsel Jack Smith closely watched Trump intently looked at him as Trump exited slowly at the end. He watched Trump glance at reporters sitting in the back. Jack Smith never broke his stare at Donald Trump and Trump refused to look at Jack Smith and instead put his head in, kind of walked away in shame like the traitor coward that he is. As, as some are saying, Alpha Jack Smith, Beta Donald <laughs> stupid. Cohen, what's your what's your final reaction? Uh, all I can say is it's a good day for democracy. It's a good day for accountability. Everybody is presumed innocent, right? Until um, you know, until the jury comes back with a guilty plea. Uh, you know, let's not all jump ahead of ourselves. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that Jack Smith, that the DOJ, that they 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 dotted their eyes and crossed their T's on this one. I ask everybody once again, revenge, read it so that you understand where, you know, my truth to power is coming from. Uh, on top of that, don't forget, we have to hold Donald accountable for that $500 million lawsuit. Uh, we have already asked for him to be deposed, um, you know, waiting for the judge to make a determination on that case as to the discovery plan. I have a lot going on. I will continue to you know, bring it to you, my brigade, first and foremost. And I am now going to go run, put on a suit, and head on over to CNN. So watch me there at 5 o'clock. And you got to watch it here first on Political Beatdown. Hey, if you're just watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to Political Beatdown, the podcast on audio as you're watching this on YouTube. These people have like the stupidest Trump flags in the world. I'm dressed as like Captain America with his head superimposed, just utterly Trump ridiculous. Trish. If you if you listen to this on the audio podcast, make sure you subscribe to the Midas Touch YouTube channel as well. Everybody who is watching here on YouTube, make sure you subscribe subscribe to the Midas Touch YouTube channel. Just hit the subscribe button. It is free to subscribe. It's super simple. If you also want to become a member of the Midas Touch YouTube, you see there's a little dollar sign at the bottom right of the YouTube chat. If you're already a member, you can buy other people memberships. You can buy yourself a membership badge, and that ultimately helps support uh, this network. Also, there's going to be a new Maya Culpa episode this uh, weekend on Saturday right here on the Midas Touch Network. All things Michael Cohen here on the Midas Touch Network. And Michael, thank you so much for sharing your uh, observations here first with us, with the Beatdown Brigaders. And thank you to all of you Beatdown Brigaders. None of this is possible without you. The community here is what is so important to support our democracy, to support law and order, and to support the truth. So from the bottom of both of our hearts, thank you so much for your support. We'll see you next time on Political Beatdown. Thank you, Brigaders. And a special shout out to the Midas Mighty.